Hey, Bob WP here, and welcome to Woo Product Chat, a Do the Woo podcast show. This episode is brought to you by Hostinger. As a builder or agency managing multiple sites, check out Hostinger. Whether you're building a WordPress site or specifically a Woo store, their infrastructure brings your client site speeds, uptime, and security. Also, the thedotstore.com, where you will discover a variety of solutions with their plugins to help you with that next client build. From extending products to custom shipping, they have you covered. Tell you more about our sponsors later in the show, but let's join Jonathan and Tammy on the first Woo product chat of 2024. We kick it off with their experiences with the Gutenberg project, reflecting on the past and the journey up till now, and also Tammy's involvement from the beginning, plus some good conversation around the state of the WordPress community. Welcome to another episode of Do the Woo. I am your co-host, Jonathan Wold, and with me is Tammy Lister. How are you, Tammy? I'm good, thank you. How are you, and how was your break? Uh, my my break's been really good. This is our... How many episodes have we co-hosted at this point? I don't recall. It's been a couple. It's, it's been not many, yeah, but we're getting into the swing of it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's, it's been good. I've been looking forward to this. I had a good break, and one of the things I did differently this year, which was a new experience for me, was just like, all right, just taking a proper two weeks over Christmas and just the mid-December to say, okay, I'm not going to, I'm going to do what I can to just not think about WordPress uh, in particular, uh, with the exception of some conversations, because so many of my closest friends are in the space. So it's like, you can't like, but, but not thinking about it actively. Worked on puzzles, did some Legos. It was a good break. How about yourself? I stayed in the kind of the community, but I uh, really like creating things over the holidays. It's a time for me where um, I find I always, uh, you know, those personal projects that you don't do. It's like do them by the end of the year, otherwise you're not going to do them. So I did a lot of that, a lot of reflecting and trying, a lot of experimenting with things. I always find that Christmas is part of that for me. I also did um, offline stuff. Uh, for me, you're saying puzzles and Lego. For me, it was knitting. And uh, I finally I finally cracked crocheting, which sounds the most mundane thing in the world, although you can do some amazing crochet patterns with ChatGPD. I'm just saying, uh, yeah, yeah. Like you can actually ask for, for knitting and crochet patterns via it and it will give you them. It's really good. So with, I'm curious with crocheting, uh, it's been a long time. So I actually, my grandmother was very into it. So as mm-hmm. a young child, I, I, I was into sewing and I have some good basic context. Are you at a point where you, can you do other things while you do it? Like, will you like watch TV or listen to something? No. Knitting, yes. So knitting is something that I'm getting a lot better at and I'm trying to like level up my knitting, but my crocheting is still... Uh, I I kind of try and knit crochet if that makes sense <laughs> because I'm trying to it's it's very different um, so that's something that I'm trying to do I just want to make you make like cute little animals and things like doing crochet and that's what I've been trying to learn so it's just really good because it's so it's still coding it's one of the most ancient forms of coding still um, uh, but it and it still has that part of your brain but it you know, it keeps that binary going, but it allows you to not be staring at a screen, which I think is really important. One of the things that I've found, so one of my favorite modes is to like be working on a puzzle 
while listening to a book or like thinking mm-hmm. about a problem. Yes. And uh, I, I just find that especially enjoyable. Like there, there are occasionally times where it's like it requires a higher degree of concentration, but rare. So I'll just kind of plug away at it while taking some other inputs at the same time. And- I do a lot of that when I paint. So because uh, painting takes a long time. Anyone that thinks that painting takes a short time is not painting. Um, uh, particularly like when I do larger canvases. And if you're really getting into that, the time it takes, the mix, mixing colors, you can think a lot while you're mixing colors and doing it. So that for me, or waiting for colors to dry to then do other colors and things. So that that's very much meditative. But yeah, all these things are really good because they take you away from that problem. It's the same as, you know, I used to love that thing whenever I used to try and code and it's the best advice you never give yourself when you're facing a problem. You you will never want to walk away from a problem, but you're best walking away from that problem to then go back to it. So switching that task that still has that same hit of like those things helps you. So I was, I was pretty disappointed to miss uh, state of the word. I'd been planning to go out to Spain. That didn't work out for a few different reasons. Bob was there. A good uh, a number of folks that we know were out there. Uh, and that was right about the time where I said, okay, I'm going to take the two weeks off. So I'm, I am like feeling pretty like out, been pretty out of the loop. I've started, there was some good coverage on the tavern kind of recapping it, but let's kick off with state of the word. Uh, any, any highlights of it that stood out to you? Yeah. So I, I've been to quite a few, but I actually really liked watching I did the remote watching it on in the kind of chat with other people. I kind of enjoy that. I got into the habit of doing that. Um, and it's a very different experience, but I also really like that. It means uh, there's something about having to travel that time of year is a lot sometimes. Uh, so for me, it was really nice. Um, uh, th- some of the highlights, there were so many for me as someone that's, I've been involved in this project. It feels like we're not done, but we're kind of coming to a point. Um, like, uh, uh, you know, not using the word Gutenberg. <laughs> so important yeah, because it is, everything is core. Um, that, you know, we have been slowly doing that more and more, but it really felt that as part of uh, this this state of the word. It also, um, the, you know, it's been framed as the admin redesign, but it's... <laughs> It's step one of the redesign. And I don't actually think it's a redesign. It's, I see it more as a componentization and a systemization um, because the design, yes, it's going to have a new look, 100%, but that's the default look. And it's having those native components that then you can detach and then take into anything. That's what's so exciting, right? Um and then I guess the other one which we can talk about is the day deliberation, which uh, sounds like it should be a superhero thing. <laughs> yeah. Before we touch on that, I'm curious for your perspective. Like you were at the heart of Gutenberg from the beginning. And I remember one of the things I'm curious for your perspective on is timelines. And there were initial expectations about like what this was going to look like. I think I think it's fair to, to say that the majority of people involved just underestimated like what it would take. But like looking back retrospectively for a moment, look, look at where we're at now and kind of the current state and what's coming. And if you'll just step back in time to those first couple of years where you were like actively involved, are there anything, anything that stands out to you of like, why, why has it taken so long? Um, 
is what are what are some of the, your thoughts and reflection on the journey that we've had so far to this point as we look at the year ahead? Hand on heart, I don't think anyone thought about where the end was going to be. I just thought we needed change. Um, and I've kind of reflected on that. Like, you need to make that first push of the snowball to make the snowman kind of thing. Uh, that's very seasonal for the Northern Hemisphere. Um, but uh, you, you need to do something. Um, and that was it. We needed, like, in action, we can um had these perfect visuals and one of the problems we've had within this project is we create these perfect visuals we put them up on a site and then we make it like that or we don't quite make it like that and then um we have problems with that um and i think we're moving away from that a little bit or at least i hope we are um and i think the phases is good the fact that we are now saying hey we need to not just be so fixated on the phases is really really important because time changes uh, things are going to take longer um i wouldn't like chat gpt didn't exist <laughs> i didn't know i was going to be asking it for crochet patterns back before gutenberg even started i was worried about the first game of zelda coming out again because i was super excited right that's how dated we're talking right i'm on the second zelda game now and we waited a long time for that one so it's a long time the pandemic hadn't happened and so all of these things like society has changed people have changed um and i think what we now know is the ecosystem and what wordpress needs will change uh, but the fundamentals don't change the fundamentals are we need a system we need to be um have components we need to have a space where people can grow from uh, so i think that that's about right um i don't think the people who were creating it necessarily had or at least uh, in conversations I had uh, were, were very rigid about timeframes or just apart from needs and wants to do it because we had to you couldn't predict um, there were so many things along the way that caused problems from what language were we going to use from uh, unforeseen it's like um, if you were going to try and foresee all the things we probably would never have done it it's one of those brave things that you just you have to just leap and trust for sometimes so I'm curious because uh, how many years has it been now? Like oh, since the, since long. The start. <laughs> yeah. Is it like seven years at this point? I'm a little. I'm. I'm fuzzy on the. I'm fuzzy on the years as well, but it's a while because it's before the pandemic. So. Yep. Yeah. It, it feels like about seven. Now maybe you underestimate or overing, but like it's a it's a good it's a good chunk. Um, what was the? I think you're giving us a couple of clues about the why, but I'm curious on your perspective now, like. To me, so much of what we see in retrospect is the momentum building that's been sort of around it. But if you look back to that moment, that decision, there was a lot of pushback where it's like, why, why change things? Why fit? Like, why break what's what's not broken, et cetera? But what are your thoughts on the why was that energy? Because a lot of energy went. But every single person who came to the project at the start had their own background. I mean, you've also got to maybe remember that quite a few people came from theming. And that's something that's often lost in the translation. Um, I myself did, uh, Matthias did. Um, so we had seen where what didn't work. <laughs> uh, theming was very much a litmus test to is uh, on what works or what doesn't work um, because it was impacting the front and very much impacting the back. And then people were creating frameworks to try and get around the problem. And 
we knew people were working around WordPress. Uh, I was very lucky to get to see at scale the problems of WordPress and see an enterprise and uh, listen. Um, I tweeted over the holidays, one of the, or X posted, whatever we're calling it. I don't know, our post. Um, <laughs> uh, the, one of the biggest things that I reflected on that I got during that time was the feedback uh, because you only know your perception, particularly as a full-time contributor who's fixating on the problem. Uh, I knew there was a problem. Uh, I knew that themes were doing too much. Uh, that was one of my big motivations was experience themes that we were having to work around the WordPress way. But I didn't know all the problems because I wasn't in all the spaces um, and you just have to listen. Yeah. So you saw some of the problems at the time. You had that theme background, themes doing too much. And because to, to me, in, in retrospect, Gutenberg as a project was like, there's been a whole lot of additional momentum attached to it. A lot of like carry on effects of it. It wasn't just about the editor, uh, but you had to pick something. No, but you have to start with writing. So the thing is, if you, if you think about it, everything starts with the, with the letter. Everything starts with the cursor to be honest. Um, one of the most beautiful things that I come back to and it's always a, a memento for me, um, even from an artistic perspective, is like the pulsing cursor. I come back to that all the time because no matter what, that pulse has to feel right no matter what application you're using to write. doesn't matter what theme you have, doesn't matter what you have. Um, so we had to get edit flow right. We had to get it. That's why we had to start with blocks. We had to get the blocks right. And then from that, we had to work out how people didn't have to necessarily know styling or where there was just enough styling or where there are, and you've seen this as the projects evolved, where tools were added and that was too many tools or where an interface was added and that was too complicated an interface. And that refinement in public is really, really difficult. If you think of like, cra um, if you think of a stonemason, bear with me here, when you're seeing someone chipping away at, a bit of rock and crafting something it's not pretty it's really not when someone's chipping away they do big hacks initially and that's like the first strokes and then they refine it and then the tiny tiny little chips that they're doing and the tiny refinements they're doing now we're not at the tiny refinements yet at all but we're kind of midway like you can see the shape you can kind of see it's got a nose <laughs> you know it's got some ears um and now we're starting to get that. Um, people use the word refinement a little bit sometimes as a problem, but you see that with the editor. The the thing that I was very focused on um, for a while was how does that flow? How does it feel? Then we were focused on the styling and where's just enough CSS and all those things. So, yeah. You know, one of the things that I think is interesting is in, in a proprietary ecosystem, if someone were – so because it's, it's unfair to contrast – I mean, we can contrast whatever we want, but it's like it's overly simplistic. If you contrast like a proprietary ecosystem, like a platform, if you imagine them trying to do like a new editor and it took seven years, there would be this like, like, no. Um, well, what would happen is that people would more than likely vote with their money and say, well, well we don't want any part to do with this. Whereas in WordPress, you, you can't really do that. Yeah. But, but it hasn't just been a new editor. And I think that's also the important thing to remember. It's a new editor, a new language base, a new structure, a new infrastructure. It's like, 
it's you know the the ship of thesis comment it's it's and you just it's the iceberg problem right and i think this is the just an editor i i, I love that term as well yeah and I think part of this is that I think there's some uniqueness to the nature of our ecosystem, where, again, if you were to, like, a new software stack entirely in a proprietary situation, seven years would be a long time. And, I mean, let's let's look at this even as a, I would argue that this is a decade-long, like, transformation. We've got years left into this. And on the other side of this, we are looking at this ship of thesis, uh, Theseus, whatever it was. Um, where it's the question is like, is there an, is it the same ship if you replace everything anymore, right? And I, I can see that, and, and I'm optimistic, and I think what I find more interesting is actually what it's done to us as an ecosystem, and the the, the challenges and opportunities that it's presented, and yet the experience actually does matter a lot because at the end of the day, it comes back to, are we creating in WordPress? But you can't do it. So uh, this is something at the beginning, we made some pretty broad strokes quite quickly. Because um, my art, I go back to that, you know, when you first get a canvas, you white it out or you dark it out, whatever your base, like your, pri your primary canvas. Great. You do that. Big broad strokes. Doesn't matter. You're flicking it out the wall. Doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> and then it gets more refined. Uh, the same happens with ideas and product. Um, we, it, it's a, big Disney cruiser that we're rotating with WordPress here. So if we were to make any, and when we have as a project collectively made any big strokes, it, it, it's significant, right? So we have to think about that and we have to, there's a learning, there's an evolving and there's a thinking about products. And this is going into key with the, um, the redesign. Uh, it is not just that we put something in there, and that's something that has changed with this project. It's we put something in there, we put it in beta, um, we or beta, choose your word, and then uh, we do dev rail, which is a whole new concept for us as a project, right? Uh, and not having our designers and developers do dev rail. We actually have people who are good at it do dev rail. And, uh, <laughs> and then we get people to create with it. And then we get people to know about it. Then ooh, we actually educate that the thing is there as well. And then people can use it to do it. We haven't done that even necessarily with things like native components. If you look at plugins and things like that. So we have a lot to do there. There's a lot. So many times I look at something and I'm like, oh, why are you not? Because the education. So there's a lot of size to this as an open source project that we we don't have to do, but proprietary software doesn't have to do that. Um, the extensibility might be just like you plug it in, you maybe have an API, you don't have to do this. We have like full ecosystems and products and stacks on top of us that need that information. So one of the things I'm curious about, um, I, I have some thought, I want to talk about WooCommerce in a moment, mm. but one of the things I'm curious yeah. about is like one of, in an open source ecosystem, you have this concept of ownership, right? Where people who like, whether they recognize it or not, people have this innate sense like, oh, this is mine. This is uh, this, this word, this WordPress thing is ours. So for you personally, in those first couple of years of the project, there was a lot of public pushback 
of like, hey, we're changing things. Like, hey, this is, I mean, you remember the star ratings on, on the Gutenberg? Uh, I replied to a lot of them as well. Yes. How was that for you when you had this sense of, hey, we're going somewhere, this is important, you can see it, but there's so much pushback from the stakeholders. Like, how, how did you, how was that for you to navigate? So, I think in hindsight, you always like your psyche will take some hits because just because of a person like you're a human being like you have a heart you have pulses you have emotions but also I had some really awesome emotions and feelings of what we were doing I won't do something that I don't believe is right um I or at least I desperately try to know that I'm doing something right I'm not perfect I'm an imperfect human. <laughs> if I was perfect, hmm, I would be lying because every human, right? Um, so I always try and do the right thing, particularly by a project that I've been in for such a long time. I wouldn't, you know, so many people were in this project. Uh, we weren't about to step on the thing which we cared about. It's like stepping on your heart. We weren't going to do yeah. that, right? How did you know that it was right? Like if you, so if you look at, and we're talking about like the transformation. Because I was seeing the problems because I was used. So if you have to also like, this is part, and you know this, like lots of us who were involved in the project had been in it such a long time and had been creating from the project for such a long time. And I think some people didn't even know that because um, this project is really easy to hide in, whether you think or not, like uh, particularly like if you're not like geographical or if you're more of a quiet human or you're one of the like, yeah, it's it's easy to hide in this project, whether you like it or not. It's less easy now, I think, for some people, but still, it's, it's relatively easy, particularly back then. And um, we were a lot less connected. Um, and uh, for me, I was hiding behind themes quite happily. <laughs> um, and I was seeing like every time someone changed a theme. It was like you, you know, it wasn't like just changing your clothing. It was like trying to remove arms and legs to change clothing. I always describe, I literally describe it like trying to remove body parts to put a jumper on. That's what it felt like because it was so dramatic, right? <laughs> and that's what I never want it to feel like if we put a theme on. Or to have to know like advanced CSS to be able to like style a button. That's ridiculous. As a builder or an agency managing multiple sites, Check out Hostinger.com. Their infrastructure brings your client's site speed, uptime, and security. Also, at your fingertips, you'll find a powerful suite of tools for security and performance, code and content management. Now, add to that the ability to manage your WordPress website through WPCLI for control configuration and plugin updates. Enhanced WordPress acceleration powered by Lightspeed Enterprise, control over auto updates, free migrations, and of course, the essential staging sites. Through all of their services and features comes e-commerce optimization for your clients' woo shops. So when you think about it, overall, everything you need to keep your client sites running smooth can be found with their agency hosting at hostinger.com. For every new client site comes new needs. And if you're looking for that right plugin for that next project, consider checking out the Dot Store. The team at the Dot Store developed their plugins for easy customization of your client sites. You can find solutions for adding extra fees, product attachments, 
dynamic pricing and discount rules, or product samples. Maybe you need to set up specific shipping for multi-vendor, for advanced USPS, or perhaps hidden methods for your shipping. They have this and a lot more. But also you can get a Woo bundle that will fill a lot of your build needs in one nice package. So for that next project, why don't you head over to thedotstore.com and give them a try on your next build. So let's take the WooCommerce ecosystem. So one of the things that's interesting about WordPress is how ecosystems develop within it, right? Like there are people who live and breathe in WooCommerce that don't actually think much about WordPress, which is interesting, right? So you have this this large ecosystem with strong sort of commercial ramifications, people whose livelihoods affected, like it's one thing for it to be a blog. And we've seen WordPress evolve to be much more to have entire businesses built around it. And WooCommerce goes is an example of going right at that, like people using WordPress to create entire businesses. So if when, from your perspective, as you were going through that Gutenberg journey, when did WooCommerce first start come like and, and this idea of the impact to other ecosystems within WordPress when and where and like how was did that play into the experience for me it's always been at the start but that's just because I also have a background from BuddyPress um so my background has always been in um and also uh outside and in extending and in putting sites together and hoping all the plugins work praying all the plugins work, wishing all the plugins work, and then releasing it and then discovering, oh, no, <laughs> like you, right? Like everyone, like back in the day, there would always be something that wasn't compatible. Um, and, and that was the best will in the world. There'd be some styling you'd need to do or some custom or whatever. Um, so for me, it was always, and I'm still driven by this, that it should everything from a product building perspective, having all the pieces together so that you can choose what you use. You don't have to use everything. It's choose what you use, I think, right? Woo is critical to me because um, the moment that people can build on top of it, Woo themes is also critical to me because Woo themes are always a really good example of what a theme was forced to be if that makes sense. So Woo themes had to become frameworky because uh, they were, I, I use this way, like we, we used to say the WordPress way as so it was cute and lovely. I actually almost want to like use that term as a negative thing, um, particularly from a product and, and a development perspective, because I think we accept, we just say, oh, it's a WordPress way. Why should the why should the difficult path be the WordPress way? Why should we have to work around WordPress? Why? Because we don't have to now. We just think we do. And we're maybe not seeing that WordPress has changed and it's got native components and it's got these things or we can have extensibility. And that's a great point. Like if I, if I think about like WordPress at its origins, what's always stood out to me is it got people to success. It was that famous five minute install to a point of success, you could have a blog up and running. It might it might just be the Kubrick theme, but like you were rolling. Oh, I love Kubrick though. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I have a lot of good feelings, oh. a lot of nostalgia associated. The point though <laughs> was it was five minutes to success. If back then the WordPress way had been uh, hours or days to success, like oh, this is just how you do it. Well, we wouldn't have grown the way that we grew. We got people to results. I would have never. I- yeah, I don't know about you. 
I'm fairly sure the same. When someone said to me, they said, um, I was holding together CMS with hope. That's what I was doing. Most insecure thing in the world, right? I'm sure you were as well. Like I have my own PHP CMS. I should not have my own PHP CMS. Uh, don't know what the logins were. They were not secure. And someone said to me, hey, uh, have you heard this WordPress thing? I was like, this what? Super new, whatever. Um, it's got theming. It didn't have theming. Spoiler. It had something that was loosely called theming. And then I was able to, like, the five, it wasn't even five minutes. Um it really, really is interesting how we said five minutes and it was less than five minutes. Um, so I, I'm keen what you, did you have that same start as well? Because I think most people had that start and we've forgotten about that. Yes. And, and that's been, so that's been coming up for me more lately because we are very far from that. So I love the WooCommerce ecosystem. From a product perspective today, I appreciate that the marketing team is honest about this. When you when you go look at WooExpress, it says it's something to the effect of days to set up, but then like you're good to go. And it's honest, right? And but I think it is. there's a challenge with that where you, you can't imagine a proprietary counterpart like Shopify, you know, claiming like, hey, you'll be up in days when for better or for worse, and, and I think it's – if I look back to the early days of WordPress, this – like that wouldn't have worked. And we can say, oh, well, it's different now. But I think there's still something there about getting to a result successfully. And so for me, the question becomes, well, what is the WordPress way today? And like like you, I think it's – I think we're missing the point if it's – it's the way that we've done things because when WordPress came onto the scene, the way that we've done things previous to that blogging was a lot more complex. It wasn't easy and accessible. So I don't know that's, that's uh yeah, please. We, so it's part of the word, the WordPress way was that you have a problem. It's easy to, to we kind of lost our way, I, I think. And we lost our way because we forgot about it. It wasn't lost. It wasn't changed. It wasn't, um, and that's either because we, uh, there's a lot of life has happened recently for everyone, I think, and a lot of like, uh, and I think what part of it was you have a problem. WordPress may be the option for it. It doesn't always have to be the only solution, but generally, if you know WordPress, you can create a plugin. Or you can create, a, if you're a product, like if you have the skills, you can create. Um, if you want to, you can probably create a business in this space doing something. Um, you can go to a WordCamp. Um, I've, I've kind of shared this with other people, the lack of WordCamp job boards uh, may, uh, and things like that. To me, it's the fact of we've kind of lost that experimentation and that's really what a lot of this was that's what excites me that what keeps me going I'd love to kind of after I finish this know what keeps you going but what keeps me going is that and it's there's innovation is one but for me it's also the heart of it is we have a solution like we have a problem we know that we can do it better together we know we can experiment to do it we know we're not you know 
we we can use these things native components maybe we can try this core has always been about just trying something the amount of times I have made a bad commit as a core committer and being super supported and I've just fallen like if I was a human walking I would have fallen on my done like one of those comedy falls but that's okay because I've been supported because that's what our community does it allows me to grow and experiment and we need more of that because we need to give the product spaces and then our ecosystem space so woo is a good example of that woo came from that of a need to do that and then allowing people to have the spaces in these niches to grow and experiment i'd love your kind of opinion that was super wide but yeah what i loved about gutenberg from its onset and what i continue to see is this like injection of an energy to solve a set of problems even if we were fuzzy on it and it's like but we've this there's been this energy and this momentum that like even with even with all the pretty vocal objections initially um within our sort of smaller circle i don't the objection wasn't as wide as a lot of people thought because people recognize okay there's progress here we're making we're making progress on something i think what i find especially inspiring because taking some time over the break gave me an opportunity to think okay why i'm coming up on 19 years in this space why am i still drawn to this a close friend was asking me like what is it about wordpress and for me it, it is our ecosystem and and all this, what I would describe is like these these latent pockets of energy, like throughout the space, where people uh, have taken ownership and created. They've created products. Like we get to see products on a regular basis that like have been in progress for years that we'd never heard of that have developed in this community or this. Or someone can spin something up in a lunchtime equally. Or, yes, or just. Yeah. Just so quickly, and there's something about that to me where it's like, oh, this is this is wonderful. It's part of why I have so much confidence in the longevity and the resilience of our space. And now I look at it from this lens of like, okay, that's that's fantastic. There's so much energy here. There's a lot more when you look at a, a proprietary ecosystem. For instance, I tend to associate that with homogeny. It's very there, there's a lot of risk. Um, like if if the company goes under or the team loses motivation, whereas in WordPress, it's like there are thousands of teams and that have interest in this project. And what I'm intrigued by now is how do you support that? You know, things uh, like sub ecosystems like WooCommerce, I think, gr- offer great opportunities to gather interest around particular sets of problems. And my heart, though, remains in our ecosystem as a, as a whole, where it's like, okay, how do we take WordPress as a whole and grow and strengthen and better support and connect what we have to allow more innovation and growth in ecosystems like WooCommerce? And it's a big question. And at least for me and my personal interest, the key is to keep asking the question. I struggle personally with like disappointment and when things don't work the way that we want to, that's part of what drove me asking about your early Gutenberg experience. And I think when we look around us at the, uh, at all the shared ownership in the space, there's so much for that we can work with. And then it becomes like, okay, where do we take action? Gutenberg was a series of actions that, were difficult that you couldn't have an end in sight. I think, like you said, if we could see that this is going to be a decade of of work to affect this transformation, it would might have been a lot harder to start it. And it's like that's not the job. It would have been harder to start it, and probably like I, 
I don't know who would have started it. I don't like, like you have to be naive. Part of what you were saying as well, it is the time to solve the problem. I go back to themes just because it's top of my mind at the moment. Like themes have been this thing with me where like, I always want to call them something different, call them, I don't know, hamsters. Um, Because they have been a thread throughout and they've been a thing that I have been passionate about like package styling that you can just change and you um and it's beautiful art and we stopped that it became homogenous I love that word that you use it just became and as a theme maker I was making myself um and it just became like that and it became disheartening and I didn't want to do it anymore like so many theme people and with everything we have now we're at that like oh like so many of us old themers like in a beautiful way I was super excited now and it wasn't you know the the alignment is right now like we have the tools we had to have the foundation so some of these problems it's about that I'm not I don't want to use the term lives because I don't think that people I think people have multiple lives in different projects um as someone that's had like a life when I've done art, a life when I've done different things, um, and I'm phasing in and out of things, I will never say, like, this is the only project I'm ever going to do in my life, because that's that's a very broad stroke to say. But a lot of us are putting in quite a lot of time into these things, and we're getting life skills, and we're doing a significant amount of dedication. And when you're doing that, being able to move around the ecosystem, being able to grow and adapt, being able to uh, find space to do that, being able to create your own things, been able to uh, collaborate with people on things been able to move companies been able to um, stay within that space keep those skills within that space go out and then come back in I've done that uh, is really important um, and then being able to look at next generations is another one you know we're talking about that growth and innovation I feel very old sometimes when I'm talking about future um, but there's so much more we can do to make sure that people have this potential if they want to take this potential of this project the next generations can have that um in whatever form they want it as well there's a lot there but it may not be the time for the thing you want like you may have something you're burning passionate about and I see a lot of this across all areas of the project someone's like we'll find something like I found a spoon this is the most important spoon in the world and this needs fixing and then they don't get it fixed and then they get really upset. But if you just maybe think that it wasn't the time to fix that spoon and put, either hold on to that spoon or come back to that spoon, put it down, and you can come back to it, just log where the spoon is or come back with others, bring friends, never go alone, then you will be able to fix the spoon. So it's that kind of way of seeing it as well. <laughs> you know, I want to touch on this, this idea of generation for a moment. So I have a, a, a 13-year-old son. Uh, my favorite game of all time, 20 years later, remains the Age of Empires series. It's a real-time strategy series. And um, there's a tournament happening this week. I've been kind of keeping an eye on the games. And on the way to school, I asked my son to – I was driving him, asked him to bring up Twitch and watch the game. And, and I saw because I was interested – uh, he he like he indulged and he was asking questions about it. And this weekend, I'm going to show him some of like the final games in the series. And like I suspect because because it's it's like a it's very it's, there's some similar concepts. Like it it has the support of Microsoft. It's here though because there's been such a rich community of investment for these previous decades. 
And when I look at that, I just, I had this moment of reflection. Uh, like I, I would love my children to like take an interest in that and carry it forward. It's okay if they don't, but it's like, I, I could see in him watching me, he could see my passion for it. And uh, in similar vein, if I think about WordPress and our ecosystem, so both of my kids have had, had their own WordPress sites and they, they appreciate that from an objective perspective, they'd have been better off in terms of speed and whatever, just setting them up on some proprietary platform. Right. But I, no, I wanted them to experience WordPress. And I think it's, it's important for me now to think when I think about this idea of like the WordPress way, what is it that I'm conveying to them? It's not about the code. It's not about the logo. It's not about WAPU, although WAPU is super cute. It is, it is, ugh. to me, what it is, is potential. Uh, for, for me, it's potential. I go back to potential, which goes back to experimentation, which uh, goes back to back back in the days. There was always a way you could turn up at a work camp. You could either, you could get your jobs for the next whatever quarter. You could collaborate with people on things. You could find ways solutions for things, and y you could hack on some code or support in any other way that you wanted to. Documentation, design, no matter what, you could do it. That is, that's, it's really simple. <laughs> you know, I, I took my son to WordCamp US last year. It was his first WordCamp. Uh, he enjoyed it a lot. He enjoyed the swag. He enjoyed the, uh, the ping pong table at the Bluehost booth. Uh, that's where he spent a good chunk of his time. And, uh, and he's asked me multiple times since about when's the next one. And on the way there, he read the, um, the Milestones book to give him some kind of history and context for it. And, and I could see, like, it wasn't – like, right now, the technology itself is not directly relevant to his world. He's, they're using his friends. They use mobile phones. Like, websites are not as big of a thing. But the community itself and this, like, what would bring all these people together? I could, I could see that that was interesting to him. Yeah. And the people are still there. And that's the thing. I find reading Milestones, I've, I've reread it recently and I found it really interesting because it's very othering because you kind of like, you know, you were there and sections a bit like, ooh. Um, but also like it's the essence of people just coming together to solve things which matter. And that's, that's super important. And if the next generations do that, awesome. So that to me is what we've got to be doing here. Um, and that's what gives me the innovation for this year. Um, I, you know, for me, this year is really about how do I create things? How do I take everything we've got? How do I make it easier for people to create? How do I start just doing that experiment? You can say experimentation, but you need to do experimentation. You need to make things. I don't know what, what's your year going to be like? How are you going to take this energy into the year? It's a good question. I think the the what I'll describe as the app store problem remains like my uh, a top interest for me of like how do we help these great products get discovered within the space in a way that's not reliant on centralization but like how do we do it in a decentralized way? That remains really interesting to me and I think my focus now is like okay, what are the the best like what's the best path to getting there? And I think my learning from the previous uh this previous year is that the answers are often a lot closer than you think. And, uh, and it's in 
I, I find it's in community, it's in listening, it's in like trying things and experimenting and letting that momentum build. Because if you focus too much, like for me, I, I tend to I start with the end in mind. And if you focus too much on the specifics, I think it's easy to miss out on a lot of things that can really surprise you along the way when you're listening and paying attention and building We've also got a trust fall in this community, and that's scary, right? Like, uh, we've got a. Although it's really easy for my dog, my border collie can just. um, (laughs) Maybe that's a lesson. Like, we need to be more like dog, and we need to learn to not engage our brain so much and just go and trust that our community is going to hold us. Um, uh, And we're very we're a lot better off than we think we are in this space um and uh that does not gloss over problems because just like any community it is always not sunshine's rainbows and unicorn breath um but you know we are strong when we create and do things together and we're strong when we're doing forward and we're focusing on building right if we're constantly picking and you know that kind of thing that's not strength that's critique constant critique but that delight that you express when you see something built like we also both got really excited like you do I can't hide my excitement I become like a toddler I'm ridiculous um and you you're doing it too it's just the way you know just to see someone you know just creating something it's so good and to just be able to do more of that Tammy, I'm looking forward to the year. I'm looking forward to uh, another another year in the, the Do The Woo community. We have a new website coming out sometime in the near future. If folks want to connect with you, what's the best way for them to reach out? Um, so it's comatosed on all the things at the moment. Yeah. And uh, your, your WordPress site? My WordPress site is at TammyLister.com. Awesome. And for me, you can find me on JonathanWold.com. And uh, Sir Jonathan on most of the things. So, Tammy, thanks for joining me. See you next time. Thank you so much. Bye. Well, that was a perfect way to kick off the year with Tammy and Jonathan. Looking forward to hearing more from these two and from the guests they bring in. And would like to thank Hosinger and the Dot Store for their support moving into 2024 of our builder community. So until the next time, Keep on doing the woo.